Welcome to Bridging the Gap. I'm your host, Darion Henderson. Thanks so much for joining us. We're here for the final installment of our four part series of Bridging the Gap. This is the mind of the black community. Of course, that is education. Have some special guests with me here today. Miss Flory Catino, she went to the Myrtle Beach Color School back in the day. I can't wait to hear exactly what she has to tell us. We also have senior Jalen Bland from Horry County Schools and also Mr. John Sumter. He's also a senior at Horry County School. Thank you so much for joining us, y'all. We're going to have a great conversation here and also maybe a little small surprise maybe at the end as well. Can't wait to have that too. First, I would just like to start off and just talk about the Myrtle Beach Colored School. As we know, um, it opened back in 1932. Um, it served the Myrtle Beach community for more than 20 years. And Ms. Catino, you went to Myrtle Beach Colored School. I know you said it's a lot. <laughs> trying to remember back then in the 1930s. Of course, you're 100 years old now. Uh, but from what you can remember, uh, what, what can you remember from that time? Well, when I was in school, we lived out in the country, a place called Pine Island. And I had a foster sister lived in Myrtle Beach. And uh, at times, I, there was no such thing as getting a car to carry, you know, where you walk, you know, wherever you had to go. Yeah. And I would stay with her, and on the weekend, I would go home, but I'd walk back, that was for a mile. Not sure you can't walk a block. <laughs> if you tell them anything about walking, you don't be talking to them because they're not walking. Yeah. But I would walk back to school, back to school by Monday morning, you know, like that. And that's how I went to school. And uh, we just had a good time. It was nice that we didn't have the things that people have of today because uh, we didn't even have no cafeteria, you know. So what did y'all eat? Well, later, they had a lady live across the street, and the man was named Reverend Orsi Bland, and his wife would fix soup. They would kind of would give them something big soup, and that's how they ate. That's how the, the eating was done, you know. We didn't have no such thing as cooks coming in, cooking, and all like that. We didn't have that. And that's how we did in our school. And then I went on to Myrtle Beach, and when we had a little school out in Pine Island, and you, when I finished there, you could come here at seventh grade. And when I came here to Myrtle Beach, you know, and stayed with her and went to school. And then after finishing school there, I, I was out of school. I came back to adult school and finished right in this same building. Wow. Mm -hmm, that we are in now. That's the, the school that I was go to school in. Was it the same teachers back then too? Or you had different teachers that had come through for the different grades? Or the teachers was like teaching everything from seventh all the way up to adult school? No, they had different teachers Okay. for, di for different grades. They had different teachers. And uh, that's how it was. Everybody knew everybody. It wasn't <laughs> like it is now. Nobody don't hardly know nobody. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it, it was just a, a good time and that's, about all I can say about the colored school. So, so back then, you know, we, we, so back then we think of, you know, 
small classrooms, mm -hmm. small school buildings. What's what's the reality? Was it actually small classrooms and everything, or was it pretty reasonable? It was reasonable. We got along good. Uh, mm hmm So how many people was maybe in like a class? Like maybe, maybe 10, 15, 20, or? No, it wasn't that many. The whole neighborhood. Okay, okay. No. In the lower grades, it might have been, but in the upper grades, it was just like six, seven, you know, people like that, that many, you know. And you just moved on to just the next grade, right? That's right. That's how it was. Gotcha. Was, mm -hmm. was, was the curriculum hard? Was like the, like, like, like the teachings? Like, like they have like after school programs, kind of how they have now, or it's pretty much you go to school, you go home. That's right. That's it. That's right. <laughs> you go home. <laughs> uh, so, so, so was it a lot of walking back then too? You had to walk. <laughs> if you got nowhere, how you was going? True. I can remember when it didn't have, but about three cars per hour. The whole community. Well, well, is that mm -hmm. four miles? Four miles. Four miles. And it didn't seem like nothing. We would walk over here to church and back. Wow. And the people to hear, we, everybody knew everybody. I can remember when everybody in Myrtle Beach knew everybody. And the school bus, uh-uh, you didn't have no such thing as a school bus. Mm-mm, not in them days. I mean, the blacks didn't have it. The whites had it, but the blacks didn't have no school bus. And looking at school, how it is now, and how much School has changed, having school buses now, and school lunch, and recess, and all this, you know, type of things. What kind of goes through your mind seeing it so different nowadays? I just wonder why. But as you know, you have to change, but always change for better. That's how it is with me, the way I see it. Change, it's a big change. Because there was places we couldn't go, things we couldn't do in school, you know, like can do now, you know. So that's how it was in the, in the 30s. Yeah. And yeah. it was a long time ago, but you also talk well, about... Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it was a few years ago. <laughs> but, but, you know, you also think about the time doing like integration and things of that mm -hmm. nature. If you can remember, how was it like back in that period of time when that was kind of happening? I remember, I remember the first one, blacks that went to that school. It wasn't good for them for a while, you know. They would treat them, they didn't treat them right at first, the, the scholars, you know. You know, they said they would stick pins in the seats and do all kind of things like that to them. Then later they changed and didn't do it. But to start with, they had a hard time, them children did the, the in high school, when they went to high school. When all of that was happening, uh, what was kind of going through your mind during that period of time, watching all of that happen? Well, it was just a thing, you know, you didn't do nothing but hope for better. And nothing you could do, nothing I could do, you know, but wish it for better. And it came, you know. God lets prayer, you know. Absolutely. And if you pray and pray right, He'll answer. Absolutely. And there's people, you know, that, well, I wasn't, when I started in school, I wasn't strong, you know, in the Lord, nothing like that. But I know it was going on. And I know, was taught, you know, to begin with, that if you believe, you know, it would happen. 
and it did happen. Mm -hmm. That's amazing here. For the students who are here with us, uh, thank you so much for joining us here too. What's your thoughts, you know, just hearing a little bit of piece of that history from, from back then? Honestly, it puts things into perspective. Like, things aren't all, always easy. I'm pretty sure anyone can attest to that. But, like, it just really makes you think. Like, things used to be so much different than how they are right now. So many of the opportunities that I have and I can utilize right now to, like even choosing what school I go to, those weren't even a thing to choose from. And I, honestly, I feel humbled. I, I couldn't imagine walking four miles to school every day. <laughs> <laughs> right, you, right. you probably drive to school now, right? Yes, sir, yes. Sir. <laughs> That's a total difference. But they put feet to pavement and walking. But it make but it makes me I guess my issues with finding parking seem <laughs> actually kinda of a lot smaller than how they really are. Yeah. So um, I think that, you know, even like hearing your stories and I talked to my grandma, um, she used to uh, she grew up in like a segregated era and I hear all these stories about these elders and I think that it attests to the fact that they're so important that we need to hear these stories because I don't think I'd be as grateful for the education I'm able to get or even just in general the opportunities I'm able to get if I wasn't able to hear these stories and kind of try and live in their shoes in the, like, the limited capacity that I could. Because we think about it back then, you know, it was once again 1932 when the Murder Beach College School opened. It wasn't until 1966 that the first student was allowed to go to, to be enrolled into Horry County Schools. You know, that's a long time, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and like Ms. Cotilda just said, you know, then you got to go to school and worry about pens being in your seat mm -hmm. and worry about all the people outside. You know, a lot of places were protesting mm -hmm. for y'all for as students. You know, does that, I know you just said, you know, it really puts into perspective. You know, the issues that we deal with nowadays, just like, oh my God, you know, <laughs> it's like, I can't find a parking spot. I don't even want to go to school no more, you know, <laughs> I missed the bus. I'm just staying home. You know, that wasn't a thing. You talk about, you know, rain and everything. Mm -hmm. It was foot the pavement going there, right, Ms. Casino? Yeah, sure. <laughs> For you, what, what kind of goes through your mind hearing that? Uh, honestly, it kind of reminds me a little bit about my dad, you know, like, yeah. When I, when I was younger, okay, every time I said, oh, I don't want to do this, it was like, you know how hard I worked for education? I walked four miles through the snow, uphill, downhill, just so I could go to school. And honestly, when I was young, I was like, yeah, no way. You gone to school bus like everyone else. But honestly, I, it makes me realize how serious he was. I, I know things weren't. I guess as segregated back when he was doing it, but things weren't always perfect for him either. Yeah. Things were hard for him. He had to go through so much, and I, it makes me appreciate all the stuff he went through so that I could do what I'm doing now. So. Yeah. And I think we think, like, when we talk about history too, um, like we were saying even before, you know, you hear like, oh, the 1900s. It's like, you know, you read books and it's like you think that's just so far away. You know, oh my God, 1800s, 1900s. And that was literally, I'm not saying it was yesterday, but it's close. You know, it was it was, it was something where, you know, we still have Miss Catino Kier, you know, 100 years old and, and, and still walking and still here and still telling her stories. 
but we still have someone here from that time. Uh, Jalen, what kind of goes through your mind as well, you know, um, knowing how close that was, you know? So close. I, my mom was only born, I think, like four or five years after the first black student was in, integrated into the schools. And it's like, you think about it like when I was little, you would hear in class and you would see pictures and they're all in black and white. And you think it's like so far past what you're going through now. But like thinking about it now, like I'm not honestly not that far off from these segregated times and these hard times. And you talk about the fun too. I kept putting you saying a lot, a lot, a lot of fun was happening in like the schoolhouse back then. You mind sharing us a little bit of what that fun was? <laughs> well, you see, one thing made it be so, so, so much fun. See, everybody knew everybody, yes. and it was more love, you know. But love now has gone ice cold. But that's one thing. See, everybody knew everybody, and they would just do different things, you know, and. Uh, and we just had a, a good time together, you know. Do you believe that 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 line has went cold because of buses and because of you know just the different you know advancements that that, that we've had to where it's like we don't have to in a way talk to each other, where it's like you know we don't have to walk to school with each other anymore. So it's like you know I just hop on the bus, go to school, get my education, and go home. Do you think it's because of that, or what 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 do you think has kind of created that divide? It's because everybody now have something, you know, that they didn't have before. And some of them takes it, you know, in the wrong way. I'm better than you because I have more than you, you know. Yeah. They don't stick and pull together. Instead of pulling together, they pull down. Like crabs, you know, they're in a bucket, you know. They, they Instead of helping each other, when they see what was happening to everybody then everybody should have stayed on that level you know but you know they didn't and so that's what caused a lot of turmoil you know and it sounds like a lot of it went to like dependability as well right i mean if it's raining outside and everything of that nature i don't want to walk but we have to walk together that's you know right. so it's better us walk together than right. both you of us not to, to walk together right that's right that made a difference because everybody was together well nobody running the cars getting in ain't got time to talk you <laughs> yeah. didn't have nothing to do but talk and walk four miles <laughs> you, that's right yeah, you, you have a while to walk that's right that's right <laughs> absolutely so we talk about um like to move on um just back to both of you all as well. Uh, we know you go to um, a special school within uh, Orange County Schools, which, which is great. Uh, tell us a little bit about your success. So I'm in you, Jalen. Oh, uh, so I have been able to take a lot of college classes, a lot of uh, AP classes um, throughout my, since my freshman year, I've been taking like Italian and I specifically have a um, interest in like psychology. So I've been taking a lot of psychology, sociology and stuff like that. And I've been able to get so much closer to like figuring out what I wanna do in college, not even necessarily like getting towards what I wanna do, but like a lot of people don't have the opportunity to even try out things before they go off to school and they're just kind of figuring like it out by the time they're already paying for it. But I'm able to kind of just kind of feel it out while I'm still in high school. So you have a few college acceptances already, right, yeah. too, right? Um, University of South Carolina Honors College, um, Clemson, and uh, Coastal Carolina so far. That's amazing. Congratulations. Congratulations. That's amazing. So great to hear. What about you, John? 
Well, I mean, he took the best answers. So. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I've also been using my opportunity while at Scholars Academy to, I guess, I guess figure out what I want to do. I, I figured out that not only that I love law, which I came in knowing, I actually learned that I kind of really like business. And that was an opportunity that I don't think I would have without Scholars Academy. So, I mean, yeah, I'm good at <laughs> Good at school. You got to love it. Uh, and Ms. Casino, you know, you talk about classes y'all had back then. I'm pretty sure it was what, math, reading, mm -hmm. things of that nature. Yeah. These brothers talking about <laughs> Italian. <laughs> <laughs> and all those. Mm -hmm. it just it just it just shows just how far mm -hmm. schooling has gone really mm -hmm. to like really teach you a lot of things and, mm -hmm. and really put things into perspective like learning business and things of that nature what 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 goes through your mind knowing just the opportunities that students have nowadays I'm glad yeah. of course I too math is my special when I was going to school math and English and uh I'm glad who I go through my mind. I'm glad that they can do it now. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, and I'm pretty sure, like, you know, just with that success, you know, comes roadblocks, right? Um, if you don't mind sharing, what are some of the things that, you know, maybe some roadblocks that y'all deal with? Um, I think even going back to probably even like second grade when I first started doing like the gifted and talented program. Um, a lot of the times it's hard to see yourself represented in like the honor spaces. Um, I know like in middle school there were only like I think like three or four black people in our uh, like the entire school and the school was mostly made up of African-American and Hispanic people yeah. and it's kind of hard when you don't see people that are like you and like you see their success and you can kind of compare yourself to it but like I didn't really have that except for like a few people and there's like you also lose that sense of community that you would have uh, in your classes and yeah it's just kind of hard. Kind of like what Ms. Smith, what Ms. Casino was talking about yeah. you know having that community there because what we've learned through the years that's really the foundation that you really stand on that make mm -hmm. learning fun, you know, to make you want to like keep coming back for more. It's like, well, I learned how to read with my friend yesterday, you know, or read this good book. So that's pretty, pretty cool. John? I guess it's how having other people see you as gifted and talented. I mean, when I was back in second grade myself, I was trying to get into the gifted program. I read through like entire books that they were reading through and instead of the teachers looking at me like they're proud of me they looked at me confused yeah. they couldn't see me in the right way my my parents had to fight and fight and fight just for them to say okay fine yeah you read through it but then sometimes sometimes oh i'm sorry we lost your scores so we can you can use the average scores though and it makes it seem like the world around you refuses to see you as anything more than what your skin color is. Yeah. Major roadblock is all. That's amazing to hear, you know, because it, it puts into perspective, you know, how far we've come, but also how far we have to go. You know, when students are still dealing with issues like that within the uh, class. Um, is there any questions that y'all particularly have for Miss? Tino, while she's sitting here? Yeah, um, Ms. Tino, I was wondering if when you were like first going to school, if you ever 
thought that there would be so much change in the future. Did I ever think there'd be that many changes? Yeah. No, I didn't then. John? Senator Tim Scott actually said that education was the, the great equalizer, so I want to know if, if you've seen anything in your life that showed that, that to be true, how education can equalize things. How education do what? Make, like made things more equal? Mm. Like level the playing field for everybody? Like, like, like do you believe that like over time it's, it's, it's essentially right, made it like more equal for African Americans to succeed with more education? Yeah. Yes. And I'm pretty sure knowing all of that, it just puts everything into perspective. Um, is there any advice too um, that you would like to give to the students? Yeah, but one thing I want to tell them to get all they can get because they need it, you know, in this world today. If there's anything they can do higher, reach for it yeah. and try to get it, you know. That's what I would love for them to do. I don't know them, but I would be happy to know that's what they did. That I didn't get, I want them to get it. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, Ms. Casino, you just turned 100 years old, right? Mm-hmm. One, one, 100. You, you turned 100 years old back in September. What happened? You turned 100 years old, right? Yes. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Um, so, of course, we wasn't around when you celebrated the 100th uh, birthday, but we wanted to, all of us here at WNBF, um, to show our appreciation to you and to give you your flowers and also to give you a cake as well. So we have a cake oh. Oh. and also some flowers for you as well. Well, uh, <laughs> never dreamed of nothing like this. <laughs> Just keep on giving. <laughs> keep Thank on giving, so yes ma'am. I cannot tell you all how much I appreciate this. But I am a Honda. Yes. They had a big celebration for me. I didn't notice I have another one. Yeah, we need another oh, one too. I'm so. telling you, that is beautiful. Yeah, so and we have I to make sure that you get you your flowers. Thank you so much. Yeah. Give me my flowers. Yes, ma'am, because you are deserving of them. Yes. You are deserving of them. them. You smell them? And I can see the beauty they bring. Yes, and I love my flowers. <laughs> Thank you all so much. Y'all don't know, I'm almost a finish here. <laughs> oh, my granddaughter didn't tell me nothing like that. <laughs> she just kept telling me, like, could I come out here today? And I told, one time she told me something, I said, I can't go there, I got somebody coming here. Yeah, and so she, but how about one o'clock? I said, well, maybe I can make it by one. <laughs> but Lord, I won't think about nothing. And she wouldn't tell me. Now, you know that wasn't right. She could have whispered and told me. But she didn't tell me one thing about this. Not all she, we want you to go. go be out there and, and, and talk about the whole school. I said, talk about the school. And, uh, but she didn't tell me nothing like this, Shirley. But I sure do appreciate this, Shirley. No, that's from all of us at WNBF. We want to say thank you so much and send you a happy birthday as well. well of course, with the cake, we got to sing happy birthday, right? <laughs> Y'all ready? One, two, three. Happy birthday to you. Goodbye. Happy birthday to you. <laughs>
amiga, eh. <risa> You know, most time when person get old, you know, people kind of throw them kind of in the corner, like you know they don't bother with them and mess along with them. You see, but I have to say, on my hundredth birthday, people have been so wonderful to me. And one lady said, "Well, it's hard. Not, it's not everybody. You know, you don't hardly ever hear about a person living to be a hundred years old." I say, "Huh?" <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. But I sure thank you all people. The Lord knows I do. And I am surprised that she wouldn't even tell me nothing. <laughs> That's the part I can come down. Well, I heard the people's out there waiting. They, they want you to talk something about those. I said to myself, the people's waiting. You know she talk? Yeah, come on, come on. Come on now, you got to go up the steps. You got to go up the steps. And she could have easily said, they got a surprise for you. But she wouldn't say nothing. No. Just wouldn't even call me all day to show, you ready? <laughs> I was all morning, I said, she ain't called me. I said, she must be going today, she ain't called me. And now that's the truth, I, she ain't called me to she called, you ready? <laughs> <laughs> you have with a cake and some flowers and all that. Yeah. You know, one last question for you. Uh, what's your advice? Um, being 100 years old, right? What's, what's one piece of advice you want to give to not just students, but just for everyone out there, just, for, just being at your age? Just to work and, and take advantage of what you make. And do, don't, don't go reach higher than your hat. You know what that means, don't you? Tell me. You don't? Tell me. All right, if something is worth a thousand dollars, why would you try to go get it when you just need to make, get a hundred? See what I'm saying? Don't reach higher than your hat. Yeah. See? Always stay under your hat. But work and take care of what you make. But use it wisely. Because if you don't, you'll fall down. So my advice to you is don't reach higher than your head. That's the word. Thank you so much. You got it. No. Yes, ma'am. Yes, right. ma'am. I, I hear it loud. I hear it clear. Thank you all so much for being with us here today. And thank you for joining us for the four-part series of Bridging the Gap. Again, you can find all of these on anywhere where you listen to your podcast and also on WMBFnews.com. Mm -hmm.